Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and this is another episode being recorded from my car. So for any audio issues, I apologize, but we're just trying to make it work as I am out of town and uh, too many moving parts inside. And uh, so we're we're in the car. What I wanted to do today is talk about key takeaways from episode 387 and 388 and follow up on some of your questions. So if you listened to 388, you heard me get a little bit fangirl because we had Mark Sisson, author of The Primal Blueprint, on the show, and we were talking about his new book, The Keto Reset Diet. And we talked about so many different things. We could have gone on for many more hours, but we weren't able to. So I want to kind of circle back and talk about some of the questions you guys have sent in since then and some of the deeper dive areas I wanted to explain a little bit more. I used episode 378. No, 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 that's not true. 387 as a sort of primer. So if you haven't heard 387 or 388 yet, please go back and listen to those. In 387, I talk about like what is ketosis and what are ketones. So if you have questions about that, that would be a good place to start. 388, absolutely, you want to hear before you listen to today's episode. I want to start off with a couple of important things before we dive in. Number one is the next Fat Loss Fast Track, which is the final Fat Loss Fast Track of 2017, kicks off on October 1st. I can hardly believe that we are almost into October. 2018 is going to be here before we know it. But if you want to take advantage of the last few months of the year and feel like you are not only in control during the holidays, but also making progress towards your goals and really hanging on to motivation and consistency, I hope you will join me for that. That final fat loss fast track. I'll put some links in the show notes to help you out with that. And if you're on the fence or if you know it's not going to work for you, but you still want that motivation, that mindset for change, please, please, please join me next week. I am hosting a free and live mindset and motivation masterclass. The reason I'm doing this now Number one is because the Fat Loss Fast Track is about to open up, but number two is because when I talk about nutrition strategies, and we talk a lot about nutrition on this show, but we also talk a lot about the mental and emotional aspects of change, when we're spending a lot of time talking about nutrition, I want to make sure that I am allotting as much, if not more, time to the mental and emotional side of change because it's easy to latch on to different nutrition strategies, but then we're just diet hopping 
if we haven't done the work to really master our mindset and our ability to create motivation when we need it. So I'm hosting these free motivation and mindset masterclasses next week. You can register by going to primalpotential.com forward slash be strong, B-E-S-T-R-O-N-G, primalpotential.com forward slash be strong. There's two different days and times you can choose from on uh, Tuesday, the 19th of September or Wednesday, the 20th of September. So definitely check that out because there is no value in trying new nutritional strategies if you are not changing your mindset about them, right? We don't want to have this mindset of on the wagon, off the wagon. We don't want to treat it like all of our past attempts that we've been inconsistent with. If you want your choices to change permanently, you've got to do that mindset work. Lasting change really is a function more of your mindset than your skill set. So that is why I am doing those uh, free masterclasses. I'll be there live. I'll answer all of your questions. So definitely check that out primalpotential.com forward slash be strong to register. I'll also link it up in the show notes. All right. So I've got five things I want to address from the past couple of episodes, really breaking down some of the big picture concepts we talked about and turning them into action items for you. But before I do that, let's start with a great question that came to me via email just yesterday, which is, what is the difference between primal and keto. What is the difference between primal and keto? So primal is often used in, uh, it can be called paleo. Primal is a little bit different, but it depends on who you're talking to, quite frankly. Primal is about eating in a way that reflects the way our paleolithic ancestors ate. So primal is about sticking to whole foods, Meat, vegetables, nuts, seeds, the things that get a little bit gray area between paleo and primal are dairy and alcohol. But when we talk about primal, we are talking about fruits, vegetables, meats, nuts, seeds, that sort of thing, okay? When we talk about keto, we are talking about a metabolic state. We are talking about a way of eating that has your body burning fat as fuel, whether that is body fat or dietary fat, but you can be primal and not keto, and you can be keto and not primal, all right? So let's look at just a a primal diet. You could be eating lots of fruit and lots of potato or sweet potato as, as well as meat and nuts and seeds and be primal, but not keto. Keto is a state of very low carbohydrate, moderate protein, and high fat. You could eat primal, right? Meat, vegetable, fruits, nuts, seeds, and be high carb or low carb, high protein or low protein, high fat or low fat, right? But if you are looking to be on a ketogenic diet or in a state of ketosis, then you have to be high fat, very low carb, and moderate protein, all right? Ketosis, and I talked about Mark Sisson's definition in episode 387, ketosis is a state of metabolic efficiency where you are burning energy in the form of fat, Again, that can be dietary fat, it can be body fat, and ketones are an energy source, right? They are a byproduct of fat metabolism. So the big difference here is primal is talking about what you eat and don't eat in terms of the types of food. So you're not eating processed foods, you're not eating grains, etc. 
keto, though, you have to be very, very low carb, but your carbs could be in the 20 to 50 grams of carbs you have, you could have a handful of Cheez-Its, right? That's not primal, but you could be keto and have six Cheez-Its a day, right? Probably wouldn't be much more than that, but that is the primary differentiator there. Primal is talking about whole foods and ketogenic is really a, a state of your metabolism based on the type of fuel you are eating. All right. So now that we've kind of touched on that a little bit, I want to tell you first the five things I want to get into today, and then we'll look at each one more specifically. Number one, consistency and reducing variability in the way that you eat. Too many of us have a huge gap between, say, the way we eat Monday through Friday and the way we eat Saturday and Sunday. One of the things I talked about with Mark Sisson in episode 388 was consistency. I want to revisit that and talk about some more specifics there. The second thing I want to talk about is the importance of that primal foundation. One of the things we talked about in 388 is how you don't go directly into a ketogenic diet. He really recommends that you have a strong, stable foundation of eating real whole foods as opposed to, say, the standard American diet and then your whole hog into keto, right? The third thing I want to talk about is something we touched on very quickly in 388, which was glucose burning dirty, right? Glucose as a dirty fuel and what that really means and some of the things that stood out to me there. The fourth thing, um, and we didn't really get to talk about this with uh, Mark Sisson, but I had made a note and we just didn't get around to it, is those with the lowest levels of insulin live the longest. I want to touch on that today. And then the fifth and final thing I want to talk about is building new cellular machinery. We talked about this as one of the real benefits of these keto phases in 388. I want to talk about what that really means and what is possible for us there. So let's be begin with consistency, reducing variability. One of the favorite lines for me in episode 388 with Mark Sisson was when he said, when I'm keto, I'm barely keto. And when I'm not, I'm barely not. And I I called this out, I think, in the intro and in the conclusion of that episode because it was so major to me. But I want to dive deeper into it today and ask you to look at the variation in how you're eating when you're making progress towards your goals and how you're eating when you're not. Because for so many people, one of the primary reasons they're not really sustaining, I'm tripping all over my tongue here because I'm like watching squirrels run around in front of me. Sorry, this is what happens when I record podcasts in my car. Um, I'm not driving, by the way. I'm, the car's not even on, so I'm a little bit cold. Anyway, one of the big reasons that people fail to maintain their results is because of this huge variability in on versus off, right? When they're doing the work and when they are not. And so when Mark said, when I'm in these keto phases, I'm barely in them, right? I haven't changed that much. I've just made some small adjustments to cut out some extra sources of carbohydrate. And then when I'm not keto, I'm barely not keto. I've just changed it just a little bit. And that is the essence of consistency. However, if 
when you are eating for your goals, it is rigid and it is extreme and you're disciplined and you're eating whole foods. But when you're not, it's standard American diet and it's lots of alcohol and it's lots of sugar or it's lots of starch. Then we want to really work on reducing the variability in the way that we eat. Your weekends should not look dramatically different from your weekdays. Your training days should not look dramatically different from your not training days. The days when you are putting forth your best effort should not look dramatically different from the days where maybe you're being a little bit more loose with the choices that you make. We want to reduce the swinging pendulum, and this is going to look different for everybody, right? For everybody, but it's something we all need to address on our own for ourselves. Where am I seeing the most variability? Is it the difference between the days and the nights, the weeks and the weekends, when I'm home and when I'm away? And then the question to ask yourself is, how can I close this gap? Identify, be specific. We set ourselves up for disappointment and failure and lackluster results when we don't really define what we can do to close the gap or to make an improvement. We're like, yeah, I really need to be better about the weekends. Okay, well, if you are journaling, and I really hope you are, I talk in episode 206 about why that is my number one recommendation for results. If you are journaling, really look at, okay, where is one improvement I can make in the area where I have the greatest variability, where it looks the most different from how it looks when I'm doing my best? How can you close the gap and make that pendulum swing a little bit less? If on the weekends you are just sugar, 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 whatever you see you eat, maybe you decide, you know what, instead of indulging all night Friday night and all night Saturday night, I'm going to pick one thing I really want to indulge in and I'm just going to have that. But we all have to make a conscious effort to reduce the variability, to reduce the pendulum swing. Just because you have dessert doesn't mean you need to go off the rails and say, well, since I had dessert, I might as well have alcohol and I might as well stop on the way home and get my favorite treat at the 7-Eleven. Reduce variability. Focus just on the next period of time. And what I mean by that is identify for yourself when you see the greatest variability. If that is the evenings, focus just on the next night and say, what am I willing to do tonight? Or what am I willing to do tomorrow night to close this gap a little bit? If I normally have three glasses of wine, I'll have two. If I normally have alcohol and dessert, I'm going to choose one or the other. But for everybody, we will see huge strides if we just focus on closing the gap between the way we're eating when we're doing really well and feel really great and seeing great results and the way we eat when we are not, all right? The second thing I want to talk about today is this idea of the primal foundation, And I don't think it's necessarily as critical that you eat primal or you eat paleo, but it goes back to this idea of reducing variability. Mark does not recommend that somebody goes from their standard American diet or their their way of eating that is not aligned with their goals directly to keto because that's nothing more than like a crash diet hack. 
And it's when your motivation exceeds your training. I talk about this a lot in terms of getting all geared up and cleaning out the pantry and then making these drastic shifts in the way that we eat and we haven't built it as a habit. And it's purely a willpower play. You have not laid a foundation for change, so it's not based in habit. It's purely based in willpower, and as soon as that is exhausted or as soon as life gets in the way, you're back to the way things were. So he suggests having a solid foundation of eating clean, eating whole foods. I don't care if you call it primal, paleo, whole 30, doesn't matter, but not having the junk in your diet, not having the processed carbs, the sugar, whatever it is for you before you go into a keto phase because you want to reduce that variability, right? You're not going to get results If you're switching back and forth between lots of sugar, lots of carbs, and absolutely none, right? You want that variability to be small. So the first thing is, do you have a solid foundation of eating real, whole, quality foods and not overeating? A lot of people be like, yeah, 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 I eat whole foods, that's all I eat, but you're eating twice what your body needs for fuel, So do you have the quality foundation, real food, not the processed stuff, minimizing impact on blood sugar and insulin, right? And then do you have a foundation of not overeating? That is so, so important. You know, if we think about the analogy of building a house, you're not going to lay the foundation the same day you put up the walls, the same day you put up the roof, because you know that for things to be done well, there is a process, there is a phase. You want to make sure that you've got the foundation secure first. And then once you have that, you can move on to the next step. So this foundation is totally critical. It is a huge part of how we reduce the variability. That's why in the Fat Loss Fast Track, we do one thing at a time right? We do not go full hog into the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, right? We begin with breakfast. Let's really understand how to make breakfast work for us first before we move on into, say, lunch or dinner or after dinner. We do not create a great routine of mastering our choices at night if we don't have that foundation of how we begin the day. So build that foundation, whatever it is for you. It doesn't have to be primal, but do you have a solid foundation that is habit, that is rock solid, right? Build that. Pick one thing to tackle first, right? When we talk about primal and that way of eating, we're talking about not having processed hydrogenated oils, right? We're talking about not having wheat and grain and oats. So maybe you pick one thing to start with. You know what? I am going to cut out pasta or I am going to cut out bread. And that's what I'm going to focus on. That's part of how I'm going to build my foundation. I'm going to tackle that thing slowly every day, bringing new effort to creating a solid foundation of life without bread, right? Or a normal routine. Doesn't mean you can never have bread. It doesn't mean you can never have pasta, but your baseline, your habit, the way things usually are is this way. Or you can start with one meal and say, you know what? I am going to commit to whole foods breakfast, whole foods breakfast or fat loss friendly breakfast, which I talk about in in Q&A six way back when of the podcast. And you don't move on to lunch or snack until you've really mastered breakfast. But that foundation is critical. Start somewhere. 
Doesn't matter where you start. If you start with a particular item, I'm going to stop drinking sugar. I'm going to stop, you know, whether it's soda or putting sugar in my coffee, that's where I'm starting. Or you're starting with breakfast. Doesn't matter where you start. Just start and build that foundation, right? The third thing I want to talk about today, and we, we really quickly skimmed over this in episode 388 with Mark, is the idea that he talks about in his new book, The Keto Reset Diet, that glucose kind of burns dirty, right? Now, you've probably heard me use the analogy of glucose burning hot and fast, right? I talked about if your metabolism is a wood stove, right? And I tell you, your job is to keep this fire burning all day long, because that's how you produce heat in the body. It's how you produce energy. Your job is to keep this fire burning all day long, but the only thing you can use is kindling or twigs. You would have to sit there all day long because it would burn fast, it would burn hot, but it would fizzle out really quickly. I've used that analogy before, but I had never heard his perspective on it burning dirty in terms of like being a smoky fuel. The reason that glucose burns dirty is because of the way it is metabolized. It creates a lot of free radicals. Free radicals are these little chemical scavengers that steal oxygen uh, and they make cells unstable. They make cells unstable and unstable cells are the origin of inflammation. They are the origin of disease. And so if we think about a fire that puts off a lot of smoke as burning dirty, right, creating a lot of pollution, that's what happens in the body when we are constantly metabolizing and burning glucose as fuel, right? It produces a lot of free radicals that are the origin of inflammation, of accelerated aging, of all sorts of cellular dysfunction. Cellular dysfunction is the origin of disease, right? Burning glucose, sugar, doesn't require oxygen. So it can create a lot of smoke. When you are burning fat as fuel, you do not have the same kind of pollution, cellular smoke, that you have when you are burning glucose. And I think that's so important. It's sort of something that I hadn't considered when I talk about this uh, sugar as fuel. So not only does it burn hot and fast and fizzles out, which is why you feel hungry, which is why you get more cravings when you are eating that high sugar or high starch diet, but it is also wreaking havoc on your cell health. The next part is is very related to that. And this is the fourth thing I wanted to talk about today, which is a statement that Mark uh, really dives deep into in the Keto Reset Diet. Those with the lowest levels of insulin live the longest. Because if glucose is not only burning dirty, but also setting us up to eat more, keeping blood sugar constantly elevated and insulin constantly high, then folks who have lower blood sugar and lower insulin are going to live longer because they don't have some of the cellular dysfunction caused by always burning sugar as fuel. High blood sugar is toxic, right? Before we see things like type 2 diabetes, so I'm talking about people that are consuming a lot of sugar, a lot of starch, before you ever get to the point of, of uh, dysfunction like type 2 diabetes, 
yeah, we clear sugar from the blood with the help of insulin, but it is not without consequence, right? High blood sugar is toxic, even if you are not a diabetic. It generates inflammation. It generates these free radicals, right, which slowly break down our cells and create abnormal cells. It also leads to the formation of advanced glycation end products. Mark mentioned this in 388. I did an entire episode on advanced glycation end products probably a couple years ago now. Think about those words. Advanced A, glycation G, and E products. AGE is the acronym. Advanced glycation end products, the acronym is AGE because they age us. They accelerate the aging process. This is how when we're metabolizing sugar, the sugar can bind to protein and then render the protein completely useless. This happens in our skin when sugar binds to collagen and then the collagen can't do its job. That's why people say the more sugar you eat, the more wrinkles you have because of these advanced glycation end products. The sugar binds to the collagen. The collagen can't function in the body. And that collagen is a big part of our, our skin tension, skin elasticity. When we don't have that, we have more wrinkles. But it's not just happening on the surface. These advanced glycation end products impact us internally as well and accelerate the aging process. Those with the lowest levels of insulin live the longest, and so we really want to eat in a way where we're not constantly triggering a blood sugar response. We're really being smart about when and how much we consume carbohydrates. The last thing that I wanted to touch on is building new cellular machinery. The primary reason that Mark Sisson is advocating these quote-unquote clean keto phases, and I think clean keto is my term, not his, because I want to differentiate between whole food keto and like junk food keto where people are mixing up artificial sweeteners and cream cheese and, you know, um, sugar-free pudding mix and calling it keto, right? The reason that Mark is advocating this clean keto is because we, when we take carbs out of the picture, or we're limiting, and I don't mean zero carbs, but we're limiting to that 20 to 50 gram per day based on your activity level, you're forcing your body to use fat as fuel, and that helps create new, more powerful, more effective cellular machinery. Remember that food is the, it's the raw materials that create our body and determine how we function, how we operate. And so when we change what we eat, we change how our body operates. So when we limit those carbs in these clean keto phases, we are really optimizing our cellular machinery. Fat burning happens in the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. And when we are burning fat, because we're moderate to low protein and we're very low carb, the mitochondria is used more. And the body produces more of these mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. That's incredible for your health overall, for your energy, for your metabolism, for your body composition. And while you don't have to be on a ketogenic diet to do this, you do have to be very low carb, right, and moderate protein. The ranges that Mark recommends for these keto phases really differ uh, based on your activity level. But I think that everybody can move in that direction. I don't think that the goal here is necessarily that everybody do a keto reset, though I don't have anything against that. But what can you do to begin to 
have less of a dependence on sugar, have less of a dependence on carbs, have less variability in how you eat when you feel like you're doing well and how you eat when you feel like you're not doing well. I think that is really the goal here. We can all identify one place to improve. Look at where you struggle the most. What would be an improvement for you? Do you need to drink less sugar in terms of alcohol or soda or sugar in your coffee? Do you need to begin to work on swapping out some of your processed foods for more whole foods? Do you need to pay attention to your hunger and maybe start snacking a little bit less because you're snacking not because you need fuel, but because you're bored? Do you need to be focused on meals that fill you up more and maybe are a little bit more moderate in protein, a little bit lower in carb, a little bit higher in fat? What does that look like for you? The goal here is not to jump whole hog on some bandwagon approach, but rather to say, how can I make an improvement for me? How can I optimize my body for fat burning by reducing my dependence on carbohydrates, being more strategic? Maybe it is, hey, it's time for me to get serious about being consistent with the golden rules of carbs and fat loss. In fact, you know what I need to do? I need to, if I'm on Wi-Fi here as I record this in my car, I need to read to you something that a client sent to me the other day um, about her success. So this came from an email from one of my Fat Loss Fast Track clients, and I'm going to read you what she said. Um, First, she said that Thrive Market's been a game changer for her because she lives in a rural area, and so she doesn't have access to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, but being able to get clean food options, fat loss friendly food options, despite living in a rural area. But then she said, I am in the most current fat loss fast track, and it has taken me to the next level. The golden rules of carbs and fat loss have blown me away. I've dieted since I was 13, and I'm now 48, and I've tried all the diets and overexercised until my feet bled. She said, I was at my highest weight and was so depressed at the start of the fat loss fast track, but now I'm down 35 pounds. And she said, it's totally the carb reduction. I was developing painful swollen fingers in one hand, and now the inflammation is gone. She said, no more white knuckling through hunger or tossing and turning in bed at night because I couldn't sleep. I felt so hungry. She's created that with the changes she's made. She has not cut out carbs. She's just following the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, which I talk about in episode 195. So are you dilly-dallying with those? Are you sometimes doing it, but you've oversimplified it and you know you could do better? Identify what represents that improvement for you and freaking go for it. Do it. Make the change because it's not just about fat loss, although that is a very welcome side effect. It's also about inflammation, pain, joint stiffness, the ability to fall asleep and stay asleep, right? Energy, mood, All of these things are positively impacted when we are less carb dependent, when we're not always being sugar burners, burning that glucose as fuel, taking the protein we eat and using it to manufacture glucose, but we're really retraining our cellular machinery to be better fat burners. So focus not on the black and white, how do I go keto? And focus instead on what represents an improvement for you to have a solid foundation of burning fat as fuel, 
We all have ways we can improve there. Identify one for you and begin to incorporate those improvements. Do not treat this like some fad diet that you're either on or off, but really build that solid foundation for you. It's going to look different for all of us. It should look different for all of us. And I am here to help you every single step of the way. I know how hard it can be to want to make the changes and believe in the changes and know they would value you, but struggle to make those mindset shifts that are required for consistency, that are required for helping you power through those days where you're really struggling, which is entirely why I am having this Mindset Masterclass. It's free. It's live. There's two different days and times. One is Tuesday, September 19th. The other is Wednesday, September 20th. Register, 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 because your mindset has to change for your choices to consistently change. You can sign up at primalpotential.com forward slash be strong, B-E-S-T-R-O-N-G, primalpotential.com forward slash be strong. But I'll also link it up in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.